Welcome back. You're watching Traders Corner and joining me as always is Garth McKenzie, founder and editor of Traders Corner. Garth, welcome. Hi, Julieta. Garth, it's uh, quite an interesting um, position that you've taken this week. But before we get to that, let's have a look at where we are generally in the market, starting off, of course, with US markets. Yes, let's take a quick look at the S&P 500 again. Um, I did talk about this last week, but I just think it's relevant to look at it once again this week. Last week, we pointed out the fact that the S&P 500 was testing its 200-day moving average. That's that red line that you can see at the lower end of the chart there. Uh, and it has historically been quite a strong support level over the last 18 months or so. Each time the, this market has tested the 200-day moving average, it has bounced off that level. So we now watch wait with, with you know, eager and anticipation to see that it holds this level. So far it has held it, but you can see there's been a lot of noise around the 200-day mm. moving average over the past two, two or three weeks, really. So let's see. Um, certainly after this morning's comments from Xi Jinping, um, which seems to soften the trade war uh, rhetoric to a certain extent, we've seen U.S. futures trading higher. So let's see had whether a very good day yesterday. Yeah, I did have a good day yesterday. Um, so let's see whether this possibly does spur a little bit of a bounce to the upside from here, and possibly whether the S&P 500 goes up in targets that gap in the chart there, which is at 2700. That would also correspond with the underside of the 50-day moving average. Potentially, maybe a little bit of a, a bounce there. But I think what we also need to just keep in mind is the fact that the 50-day moving average over here, that's the blue line, has begun to turn negative. And that's pointing down for the first time in quite a while. Mm -hmm. And that uh, is an indication that your uh, medium-term momentum has begun to weaken. Yeah. Okay. So that's sort of the backdrop and also for our own market. Mm -hmm. What about last week's trade, which was a position in Sunlam, a long position? Um, and it's, it's quite an interesting uh, chart. Uh, you've got quite a few gaps there. And I suppose one of the causes, which you did mention and warn about last week, was the fact that it, it was going ex-dividend. Yes, that's it. So we, first of all, we, we went into this trade last week based on the fact that the share had done, a, the stock had done a, uh, a book building exercise to raise fresh capital, 5.7 billion rand, in order to pay for the acquisition of a company called Saham, which is an African short-term insurance business. Quite a good acquisition, actually. Uh, and you can see that the big gap th that, that happened back in late March, that was when that book build exercise happened, fresh capital being raised at a discounted price. Those shares were placed at 87 rand. I felt that that big knock to the downside was a buying opportunity, but I did also point out the fact that this share would be going ex-dividend after we had bought it. And that next gap that you can see over there is effectively the dividend. 290 cents was the dividend. And it's not unusual to see that situation where the share price gaps down mm. because of the dividend once that divvy has been paid out. Uh, in this case, it traded down to the 200-day moving average then. It seems to have held that and reversed up off it. Now, we went long of 1,280 CFDs at a price of 84 and 39. The stop loss was 82.50. And at that stage, I was looking for a move up to 90 Rand, which would imply that we fill the upper gap over there. Um, that's looking like a bit of a stretch now. Although mm -hmm. I don't think it's impossible that we could still maybe go for that gap at some stage, but it might take a while now. I think certainly in the short term, this dividend gap is, is potentially a target. And then we'll see from there whether it has the, the guts to climb a bit further beyond that level or not. Now, once the stock went ex-dividend, I do need to adjust the parameters down. So I need to p move the stop loss down. It, effectively, it reduces our entry price as well because we've received the benefit of that dividend. So I do need to 
to take all of that into, into consideration. This share has flirted with the stop loss quite a bit over mm. the past week, but it's actually managed for the most part to close above the stop loss. Uh, I haven't exited the trade because it has held that 200-day moving average, and the trading action to me does suggest that it's basing around these levels. So I've, I've allowed a little bit of flexibility around the stop loss here while still trying to remain disciplined. Yeah. But I do, I, I do think, looking at the trading action, I do think that we will still probably make money out of this trade, albeit that it has you know, been flirting with the stop loss a little bit over the past couple of days here. Yeah, let's hope so. Okay, so uh, on to this week's um, position. And in fact, uh, one of the wags on Twitter uh, and suggested to us on Stockwatch last night, would you rather buy shares in Sagamatha Tech, which is of course Iqbal Survey's company that's coming to the exchange, would you rather buy Bitcoins or would you rather buy Tesla bonds? In other words, a, a parade of bad. Um, so you're actually taking a short position in Tesla, but not a naked short position. No, it's not a naked short. We're actually trading a put option on Tesla, and I'll get into the explanation of what that means. Uh, it's not a complicated structure really, like some of those other option structures we've done in the past. This was actually quite a lot more vanilla in terms of options trading. But let's just quickly talk a little bit about yeah. Tesla. I, I did point this ch chart out on the show, I think it was three weeks ago or two weeks ago. We said, take a look at the setup over here and look at the fact that you've got all this lateral support at $300, but you've also got this pattern of declining highs over the last number of months. And typically a setup like that usually does break to the downside. And I said at that stage, I think the higher likelihood is that this share is going to break below $300 where that lateral support is. Mm -hmm. And it did break down a couple of days later, it broke down spectacularly, traded all the way down to $250. So it fell, you know, 20% odd in a few days. It now has rebounded back up and it's retesting that what, what was previously support, it's now retesting that as resistance. And we're going to look at a shorter term chart now. But in my experience, when we see these types of chart patterns where you've got a big rounding top like that, where it eventually breaks through a very significant support level, that is not a good sign. Mm. Usually that share price is going a lot lower after you've seen that type of pattern and after it's begun to break to the downside. If we just take a quick look at the shorter term chart here, now this is only a six month chart, but just to show this trading action more clearly. On a, on, a, on a short term basis. There you can see the break to the downside. Now that's, that's actually $310, but put it this way, the $300 to $310, that's an area of significant lateral support it was, and now that becomes significant resistance. And what you can see has happened over the last two trading days is that this share price has now struggled at the underside of that resistance, and it's begun to reverse lower. So when people talk about technical damage uh, done to a chart, this is sort of a classic example of this. It is a classic example because you can see that a big support level has now failed and the share price has dropped into a new trading zone, if you will, and what was previously support now becomes resistance. And that's definitely an example of technical damage. So we've got very clear technical damage over here. Uh, and as I say, that overall pattern to me, and I've seen it a number of times in my career, it doesn't look good and mm. it, it usually implies that that share is going a lot lower over the medium term. So that's the technical story. Let's think about the fundamentals a little bit here. I mean, we know Tesla, it's an electric vehicle manufacturer, it's Elon Musk, it's an exciting business, it's innovative, uh, he's an incredible entrepreneur. But be that as it may, I mean, this is actually a very troubled company. It's hugely indebted, it's burning through cash at one hell of a rate. A lot right now hinges on the 
production of their Model 3 electric vehicle. Now, the Model 3 is a mid-sized electric vehicle, a bit like um, Audi A4 mm. or a BMW 3 It's a beautiful car. Series. It is a beautiful car, and it's absolutely stunning. All their cars are beautiful. It's incredible technology, the, the, the architecture, it, it's, it's amazing. But unfortunately, when we take it back to the business aspects, this is a troubled company. They're burning through cash. They've got a huge amount of debt. They've lost some pretty key executives in uh, senior positions recently in the financial space, in the sales space within the company. One's got to ask why these people are, are, are leaving. Elon Musk himself has now decided to take on the role of uh, managing the production, which is one asks if, he, if his hands aren't a little bit too full already. Um, and, and, and also valuations, because I mean, I think, you know, uh, it might be a classic example of a company that enjoyed significant hype mm. for a long time, yeah. and then suddenly the cracks begin to show, and, and then that hype just vanishes, and then all you can see are the negatives, exactly. uh, and that kind of envelops the stock. Yeah, well, to, to talk about the valuation, I mean, to give you an idea just how ludicrous this is, Tesla until recently was trading on the same market capitalization as General Motors. General Motors, we know, is a very you know, long-standing vehicle manufacturer. They made 9 million vehicles last year worldwide. Tesla only made 100,000 vehicles. Mm. All right, so you're talking chalk and cheese here in terms of production. There's a huge amount of optimism and positivity and future growth priced into the share, share price of Tesla at these levels. It's looking increasingly like this company is just not going to be able to live up to the expectations that the market has created for it. Um, the immediate problems are the production around the Model 3. They're supposed to have already been producing 5,000 vehicles per week. They, if they're lucky, it looks like they might get to 2,000 per week now in the first quarter. Um, they're falling way behind on that. In the meantime, they're burning through cash at one hell of a rate, mm. and they're going to statistically they are going to run out of cash before the end of this year. The business will be bankrupt before the end of the year, so they're going to need to go and raise either more debt or more equity. Raising more debt, I don't think, is an option for them. Already, Tesla bonds are trading at 87 cents in the dollar, which mm. is telling you that there's a. a, a a possible bankruptcy being priced in here. So that means then they have to probably go back to the equity market to raise more shares, ma raise more equity. That is going to have to be done at a significant discount to the current share price in order to entice investors to go back into the stock. Yeah. So you know, recently, there's about seven days ago, uh, these were some of the headlines that were out on, on the internet and it came from JP Morgan. Uh, they were saying, and you can see them all there, JP Morgan recommends Tesla crash puts with the tail risk rising. Uh, Tesla is facing a self-feeding downward spiral. Here's how to protect against a stock mm -hmm. crash. Uh, buy Tesla crash puts, may, stock may drop to $100. All right, so you get the picture. What they were recommending is that you go out and you buy $100 put options on Tesla, which were trading at about $2 at the time. Yeah. They're talking about June expiry. I think that's a bit soon in my mind. But what we've done for the show this week is we've actually followed this idea because I think technically, fundamentally, I agree with what they say here. Yeah. And I think that as an outside bet, let's go long of a put option on Tesla. And I'm doing the $100 strike. The reason being that we've got limited trading capital and I don't want to spend sure. too much of our capital. <coughs> if, if I went and bought a $200 or $250 put, for example, it would cost us a lot of money. Okay. In percentage wise, relative to what we've got in our account, it would cost us too much. So what I've done is I've gone and I've bought the $100 puts okay. for September expiry. So if you have a look at this chart over here, what you've got along the bottom axis is the share price 
uh, and then on the left you've got profit or loss. So profit above the line, loss below the line. So now this is a very typical payoff diagram for a long put option structure. Uh, you can see below, uh, well, up, uh, above $100 a share rather we've paid. We paid $2.81, not 2 Rand, $2.81 okay. for these uh, options. And every option represents 100 shares. So what we've essentially done is we've spent $281 to buy these options. And you can see that if the price falls below 100, then these things become Im immensely valuable. However, might, might, some might say, gee, it's trading at 300 now. Yeah, Do you really expect it to go to 100? I mean, that is, is probably asking a bit much. And, and the truth is, yes, I don't know that it's going to 100. I think that's, a, that's unlikely, but it doesn't matter. The point is, in the short term, what, would, what the payoff would look like if, if the share price of Tesla did drop significantly, let's say in the next three to four months, your payoff would actually look like that green line over there. So what I'm, I'm not looking to run these options out to expiry. I'm just looking for another big drop in the share price of Tesla. If that happens, these options will become okay. very, very valuable. So it doesn't have to go to $100 in no. order for you to benefit? No, it doesn't. Okay. I can sell these options out at any time during the, the next couple of months. So if we see the share price falling from the current sort of $300 dropping down to $250 or $200, yeah. these options are going to become very, very valuable for us. And I'm happy to then sell those options back into the market. I'm not there expecting the price to go below $100. I'm purely there to try and take advantage of the leverage that an option position like this affords us. Um, and the worst that can happen, the absolutely worst that can happen is that we lose our premium, okay. which is $281. Okay, so your risk is quantified. Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay. Simple. <laughs> and and the re you asked me why not taking a, a naked short yes. uh, as opposed to doing it this way. Look, if I took a naked short, I would have risk if the share price did squeeze higher for yes. some or other reason. Okay. Keep in mind, Tesla is a very heavily shorted stock. I think it's the most heavily shorted stock on the NASDAQ. Yeah. So I don't want to be caught on the wrong side of a short squeeze, but I do want to have the participation on the downside if the share collapses. Okay. Last couple of seconds, Garth, what does the portfolio look like? So there we go. This is the South African portfolio. Uh, we're sitting with just over 160,000 Rand in our our account there, so up 6.75% for the year to date. And then here is our offshore portfolio. We are now accounting for this Tesla put option where we've paid away our $281 Okay, premium. which is why the... Uh, the Correct. We've uh, come off a little bit. We were up 3.5% yeah. last week. We're up 1.3% now. That's because I've accounted for that uh, $281 premium that we've paid for the Tesla puts this week. Okay, we have to leave it there, unfortunately. Goth, very interesting. Um, thanks as always for joining us. Goth McKenzie is, of course, founder and editor of Traders Corner.